You are listening to the CMC Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and motivate. And now for today's message from Pastor Tim Brooks. Three weeks ago, I talked about understanding salvation. What happened? What does not happen? What happens at the time you ask Jesus to come in and save you? And what doesn't happen at the time you ask Jesus to come in? Holy Spirit begins to convict you. Uh, You become aware that you're not right with God. Uh, Life is not what it's supposed to be. Maybe you were in and out of church as a young person. Maybe you were raised in church. But you became aware at some point you need God. I need to turn this around. You ask Jesus to forgive you. You ask Jesus to wash you clean and make you brand new, and you were born again. How many remember that time? I don't know, where were you? I don't know, were you in the woods by yourself, or were, were you in your bedroom? Uh, were you by your bed kneeling and praying? I mean, where, were you in a car driving, or maybe were you in a church service? Were you in a revival somewhere? Were you in a youth group? Were you, were you in vacation Bible school? Did it happen for you in children's church? Uh, but, but you remember the time, you remember getting saved. When you're born again. Now we talked about and, I, uh, and, and under, trying to get the understanding of I was born again and everything became new for me. Well, except you were five foot two when you were born again and then you're still five foot two. Okay, you, you were born again, Tim, everything changed. Well, except you weren't good at math when you walked down to the altar and asked Jesus into your heart and you went back to your seat and you still weren't good at math. Okay, so everything didn't change for you when you got saved. Well, what changed and what didn't change? What happens at salvation? Remember, we're a three-part being. We've talked about this. Body, our soul, or our mind, and our spirit. We're a three-part being. What happened was our spirit was born again. We were dead spiritually dead to the things of God, spiritually dead to the things of God. We ask Jesus to come into our life and, and our, our spirit, God's spirit came in to live inside us and we became spiritually alive. Now, three weeks ago when I talked a little bit about this, we saw in the Bible, our body will be saved at the last breath, at the twinkling of an eye, we'll have a new body. Okay, we were saved, vacation Bible school 30 years ago or two weeks ago or however long. We were saved, our body will be saved, but daily we are being saved in our minds. Our, our soul, our minds, it's a daily, choose this day who you will serve. Take up your cross and daily follow him. So you were saved, you are being saved and you will be saved. Well, what's that mean? I have been saved in my spirit. I will be saved with this body. This body didn't get saved. Every day I wake up, it's a day older. I mean, I got another wrinkle. I've got, I'm getting older. I'm getting my eyesight, my hands, my hand. I, so my body didn't get saved, but it's going to be. I will have a new body one of these days. Okay, now I want to make sure we get an understanding of our daily life as a Christian. I want to talk about the renewing of our mind. Praise God, you ask Jesus to come in your heart, your spirit's saved. Praise God, we will have a new body in the sweet by and by. 
But daily, daily, daily we are choosing. Daily we are choosing in our mind to follow him. Daily we choose. I want you to know this scripture. Turn there, write it down. Make sure you got it memorized. Romans 12, 2. Make sure you know Romans 12, 2 by heart. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Now, how are you changed into a new person mentally? You're changed by God changing the way you think. We're thinking different than we used to. This is not about the Spirit. When you ask Jesus to come into when you ask Jesus to forgive you and to come into your heart, your spirit is born again in his likeness. Now listen to me. You can't add anything to that. You don't grow spiritually. Your spirit doesn't grow. It comes inside and you are instantly perfect. You are instantly complete in the, in the spirit. Jesus comes in on the inside of me. Jesus doesn't need to mature. You understand? Jesus comes in on the inside of me. He doesn't need to grow. He doesn't need to develop. He doesn't need to increase in his faith. When Jesus comes and lives inside of you, you don't add anything to that. You're, inside you is a perfect born-again spirit. We don't add anything to that. Where I'm working on is not the spirit inside me. What I'm working on is my stinking head. All of my thoughts, that's what's got to grow and mature. And I spiritually in my head is what grows, but you don't add anything to the spirit of Jesus that lives on the inside of you. Does everybody get this? Romans 12, 2 is not about the spirit. Romans 12, 2 is about your mind. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. See, that's a process. We're being transformed over time. Instantly, Jesus comes in and lives inside you, and he's in there, and it's perfect. You can't transform anything about that. You're perfect. But I'm being transformed in my mind more and more to think like him and less and less to think like the old man. So the transformation, the growth is taking place in my mind as God is changing the way I think. There is a change taking place in the way I think. Every day, there is a pull to conform me to the world's thinking. Every day, there is a pull for you to act like the world Think like it, talk like it, respond like the world. Every day there's a pull on you. And every day you're taking off the thought of that old sinful nature. And every day you're putting on the thought of the new, of the new spirit that lives inside you. Jesus lives inside me. Now, am I going to think after the thoughts he's given me? Or... Am I going to think after that old carnal nature that has been programmed by the world? Ephesians 5 talks about the washing and the cleansing, the washing, the cleansing of God's Word in us. Everybody familiar? We're washed with His Word. That's not my body. His Word doesn't wash my body and I smell better. His word doesn't wash my spirit. It's already complete. 
It's already perfect after Jesus. I mean, I got Jesus living in my heart. He, I'm not washing Jesus with the Word. What am I washing with the Word? My mind. I've got to daily wash my mind with the Word. The Word cleanses my mind. The Word cle- Now, our minds are like a, 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 a computer. We download information. And we have a memory bank in our minds. Some of you have four gigs of memory. Some of you have 64 gigs of memory. We won't go into that, but we have some memory, okay? Some of you say, well, it's Tim, I just can't remember anybody's name. That's okay. It's when you start forgetting your name that we got trouble. So as long as you can remember your name, you're good, okay? So I don't know how many gigs you have of memory, but we all have got a gig or two, okay, of memory. And a computer is built... And then it is continually programmed. You are continuing to load information in to your computer all the time. Our minds are built inside our mother's womb. We're formed, and then we are born with nothing. There's no programming in our mind. Our mind is capable of being programmed. You're not born knowing 2 plus 2 equals 4. That was downloaded into you. You sat, whether you remember it or not, I mean, you sat on your mama's lap or your grandmother's lap or your aunt's or your, you sat on somebody's lap, they put a picture of a, say, dog, point a picture of a dog, say, dog, you, you said dog. Then they turn the page, point to cat, say cat, say cat, see, I say cat. Okay, nose, ear, no, mouth, see, and so we grow up, what is we do, we're downloading into that computer, you're loading information into that com- Don't touch the stove. It's hot. Well, you don't know what hot is. And so you touched it anyway. Well, you found what hot was. That was downloaded into your head. So the next time somebody says hot, you go, whoa, because that has been in t- that's been put into your computer. The electrical outlet. Don't stick something in there. Well, you stick something in there, and you find out. I won't do that again. That's downloaded. So there is a rushing amount of information daily from school, from TV, from video games, from the news, from coworkers, from friends, from neighbors, from family members, what's fun, what is acceptable, what's not fun, how to eat, what hand to use your fork. You eat with your fork, you cut with your knife, you don't eat with your knife. You cut, you, how do you handle it? How do you eat? I mean, how, we're programmed. Here's what you got to know. We are programmed and we're downloaded into by an imperfect world. By imperfect people. Some of you had a great mom and a great dad. Some of you had a horrible mom, a horrible dad. Some of you don't even know who your dad is. You never even met your dad. Whoever that is, however you grew up, you have been downloaded into by imperfect people because the world is full of imperfect people. And so you have been downloaded into by friends and neighbors and relatives and, and na- co-workers. And, you, you've been downloaded into thoughts and ideas and concepts. Every day it's like a fire hose of stimuli going in and it's not all good. It's not all right very early we think wrong on many things let's sneak out here and do this it'll be fun no it won't be fun it'll get you in trouble 
Okay, let's go. Very early, you start doing things that are wrong. Maybe you were deadly. You had a dad that said, you're worthless. You're dumb. Hey, stupid, come over here. You were downloaded into as a little child. You're stupid. Hey, dumb, dumb. Hey, idiot, come over. So you were downloaded into. I could go on and on and on for a lifetime talking about programming because it's minute by minute all day long we're being programmed into our heads. Ezekiel uh, 36, 26. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you. That's what happens in our spirit while our mind is full of wrong thoughts while our mind still is programmed wrongly at salvation and I, and I thought about this today as I was on my phone deleting stuff at salvation there is no delete box to our wrong thinking you know that little trash can that you can push and cause that to be gone I wish I could do that, but you don't. Images that you have in your head, things that you've been taught, things that have been said to you, experiences that you have had. You, you, were, you were downloaded by not perfect parents. You were downloaded by people who had failed marriages, who had failed businesses, who had who made horribly bad choices, you were downloaded into by TV and by movies and, and by video games and by friends and their thinking. It, your mother was married four times, and so that put four imperfect men in your home growing up that were downloading into you, and then you got saved. Now, you got saved. Now, as a Christian, you're born again... Now, you have a lifetime of renewing your mind. Are, is everybody with me? Are you, is this a, now that I'm saved, I have a lifetime of renewing my mind, of getting my thinking in the right direction. Okay, how do I do that? How do I do that? Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Study this book of instruction continually, meditating on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it, then you will make your way prosperous in all that you do. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All Scripture is inspired by God. It is useful to teach us what is true, make us realize what is wrong in our lives, corrects us when we're wrong, and teaches us to do what is right. The Bible is vital to your daily life. Now, Paul taught this last week. He taught the validity of Scripture and the understanding of the importance of the Bible. This is just not a spiritual book for Sunday morning sermons. It teaches you how to think correctly. It teaches you what is right. It shows you what is wrong it corrects us when we're wrong, and it teaches us what to do that's right. The Bible is daily vital in your life.
we don't want to live in a society that is not biblically based. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not bear false witness. There there are foundational keys that make our free market society, that make our economic system work, and they come from biblical principles being infused and instilled into this world. The Bible is vital to every day of our life. We have had wrong programming. No, that's the wrong thought. How do you know that's the wrong thought? Well, I'll tell you what I think. I'll tell you what I... Well, you're wrong. Okay, who are you to tell me what's wrong? I'm not telling you what's wrong. Here's what's telling you. This is the right way. When you go against that, that's the wrong way. Who are you to tell me the definition of marriage? I'm not given the definition of marriage. This is the definition of marriage that works. When you get away from this definition of marriage, it doesn't work. It doesn't work in society. Down the line, here is what teaches us what is right, and we are being wrongly programmed in our thinking. The Bible is irreplaceable in our life. How, how do you know you're wrong? How do you know your understanding is off? Let me tell you. Will that thought, will that thought that you're thinking get you broke? Or will that get you an advancement in your job? The thought you're thinking right now, will that get you divorced or will that make you have a happy marriage? If you keep thinking that thought, is it going to produce a strong marriage? Or if you keep thinking that thought, it's going to drive a wedge in between you and your spouse. If you keep, okay, time out, stop, 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 stop. Right now, that thought, is that going to make you full of peace and full of joy? Or is that thought, you just keep on thinking that thought, is it going to make you bitter, revengeful, angry? Okay, stop, stop, stop. Time out right now. That thought, okay, will that thought produce life and joy? Or will that thought, if I keep thinking that thought, it's going to get me fired. See, you've got to analyze your thoughts. What we're talking about here is renewing our minds. I can tell you what I... Okay, wait. Who taught you that? Some broke person. So you are handling your money like you were shown to handle money, and you were shown by somebody who was always broke and never had any money. Well, Tim, ain't nobody in our family's ever got any money. We, my dad, granddad was poor. My dad was poor. I'm poor. There's a reason. Because you keep thinking those same thoughts and keep handling money in the same way, and so you keep doing the same thing, and so you keep getting what you've always gotten. So, time out. Will that prosper me, or will that financially break me? If I keep thinking that, will that make me have a great home life, or will that make me have a horrible home life? See, life is miserable for so many. Life is miserable. Life is not working for so many people who are born again, and the reason it's not working is because they've never renewed their mind. They've accepted Jesus. They went to the altar and cried, but they still think the wrong thoughts. The Bible, God's Word, shows us wrong programming. I un- well, Tim, I think, I understand you think like that. I get it. 
I understand you think this is okay. I understand you believe nothing is wrong with this. I get that, but you are wrong. And if you want to know you're wrong, look at what you've been producing in your life the last two or three years. Just look at, look at where you are right now. That lets you know your thinking has been wrong about a whole lot of things. I got ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. Well, they need to start because what you're doing ain't working. What you're doing is not producing life. It's not producing joy. It's not producing peace. It's not, your thinking is not working for you. So what do you got to do? Renew your mind after the Word of God. Now let me say, I am thrilled you're born again. I am thrilled that you've accepted Jesus. There's nothing better than not burning in hell for all eternity. That's a real wise move. But now if you want to have any joy and peace while you're here, if you want to have any money while you're here, if you want to have any blessings while you're here, if you want to have any kind of enjoyable life while you're here, then you're going to have to change the way you think about a whole lot of things. Psalms 1, verse 1. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord. Meditating on it day and night, they are like trees planted along the riverbanks, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all that they do. Terry and I, my wife, we had to change a lot about our thinking. What we were thinking was not working. Our marriage was pretty much over. We weren't getting it. It wasn't working. This was not the right direction, and we were going wrong very fast. Now, we got to make a change in the way we're thinking. We're both born again. We both asked Jesus to be Lord of our life, but we've got to change what we think about marriage and the way we talk about each other. She and I, I, we used to say, we'd pass somebody in a nice car, we'll never have a car like that. We'd drive by a nice house. She'd say, we'll never have a house like that. Well, we'd say, you know, some people are just born lucky, born with a silver spoon in their mouth. We just weren't. We didn't have any money. We weren't born lucky. Wish we would have been, but we weren't. Boy, you know, the economy in our area, nobody has anything around here. That's what we would say. You know what we got to do? We're going to have to change what we're saying. We're going to have to change what we're thinking. We're going to have to get us some new friends. We're going to have to start hanging around some people that can put some right thinking in us. We're going to have to start speaking the word. We're going to have to get different input, or we're not going to get out of where we are right now. You ask a friend about a marriage problem. I can tell you right now, by God, no woman's going to talk. Okay, well, hang on. How many times have they been married, Einstein? Well, why are you here? Who is giving you information about marriage? Who is giving you? I'm telling a friend about my what my friend and I. We started telling my boss. Well, I'm telling you my boss. He was in my boss. Oh, has this guy worked at the same company for 35 years? He started there as a stock boy. And now he is a regional manager of three states, and he's been there 35 years. Or has this guy had a new job every two or three weeks? And right now he don't have one, and you're getting downloaded into by some loser financially. So here, are you understanding what I'm saying? You've got to watch 
over who and what is inputting in to your thoughts. Now, now I started thinking about this the other day. We're just getting to where we depend on our phones. I mean, people can't even drive to town without their phones. They have to push the address in to get them there. I mean, they can't even find someplace without it. Uh, where's the nearest restaurant? I know where I want to go eat. But no, we've got to ask our phone. Where's the nearest pizza hut? Well, okay, here's three I found. Push the one you want. I mean, we, we ask our phone everything. Okay. Think about this. What if everything you ask your phone was wrong? If your phone had been downloaded with wrong information. Now think about that. Think about what, type in, I'm going to Dallas. Travel northeast 1,500 miles. Ooh, would you be upset? Would you feel like you'd been lied to? Do you feel like you weren't blessed? Would you reach the end of your journey and think, this is not where I wanted to be in life at this time? This is good right here. Is there anybody paying attention? See, here's the deal. We're depending on what's been downloaded into this computer, into this phone in our hand. Uh, what, two plus two equals six. Okay, six. What's wrong? That was wrong. Where did you get that wrong answer? By whoever put the wrong answer in the programming of that computer. I wanted to drive to Dallas, and I'm out here in West Virginia. What happened? Whoever programmed that, I'm telling you, the way we depend on the, the programming of our phones, if everything you asked that, if 50% of what you asked that phone was wrong, where would that leave you daily in your life? That's where we are. That's where we are. Our programming about our homes, our kids, our finances, our programming about life, our programming. We have been downloaded a bunch of wrong information. Now, I am pulling that up and I'm acting on the information in my head and I'm not arriving at the destination I want to be at. Why am I not where I want? By 20, I wanted to be here. By 30, you know, by 50, here's where I wanted to be in life, and I'm not even close to that. Why? Because I've been making decisions based on wrong programming. It's vital that we renew our minds. It's vital that we renew our minds. Were you too tired to come to church? Absolutely, I am too. I had all kinds of problems right before church started. Water problems and pump problems, and I'm out here soaking wet, working on this. I'm all kinds of problems. I didn't want to come to church tonight. Why am I here? Because I'm renewing my mind. I want to go to Dallas, and I'm going to make sure I got the right programming to get me to Dallas. I want to have peace. I want to have joy. I want to live a blessed life, and I'm here whether I feel like it or not because I want to make sure I'm getting the right download into my head to get me in the destination that I want to be. The most important thing you'll ever do in this natural life, outside of accepting Jesus as your Lord, the most important thing you'll ever do is watch over the programming of your minds and be aware that you are constantly renewing your mind. Every thought you pull up, I don't know what the subject is, child rearing, handling our money, God, who God is, 
how God deals with us, the forgiveness of God, the love of God, whatever the thought is, you got to make sure you're given the right answer. No, that's not what you should have said. No, no, hold on. That's not what you should have done. Hold on a minute. Nope, nope. That's not where you should have gone the other day. See, we're spiritually saved. We're born again. One day our body will be saved. But right now, we're renewing our minds all the time. Just start checking yourself. Before I say this, is that what I really need to say? Is that the right thing to say? Before I say this, before I bow up and come out with this string of words, time out, stop just a minute, will this string of words produce peace? Will it produce joy? Will it produce a raise in my business? Will it produce a blessing in my life? Will this produce success? Okay, well, before I go there, before I do that, see, guys, you don't jump up and go do something. Why'd you that felt like it? Wanted to. I, I, I'm telling you, that's not getting you where you want to get. You're not going where you want to go in life. Before you do this, before you go there, before you say that, will that produce for you the desired effect? You're mad. You're mad at one of the leaders at Teen Challenge, and you want to leave. I don't get that. I'm mad at a bunch of people I work with, and I want to leave. I, get, I mean, I want to leave most, a lot of the times. I'm, I'm sick of this place. I want to, I'm out of here. I tell you, I'm, I've hit the road. I don't have to put up with it. That's an okay feeling. I get that. All of us feel that. Except that won't get me where I'm going. That won't produce in my life what I want to produce. So what I'm going to do is stay right here because this will put me where I want to be. So today you're happy at Teen Challenge. Tomorrow you're not happy. Three days from now you hate everybody down and you want to leave. I get all of that. Except for staying hooked up will get you where you want to be. Hitting that door will cause you to keep the same cycle that you've been in the last 10 years of your life. You can't keep doing the wrong thing. You can't keep saying the wrong words. You can't keep making the wrong decisions. I get it. You want to break and run. I get it. You want to cuss this guy out. I get it. I'm going to punch this guy out right now. I get it. There's a lot of people I want to punch out. There's a lot of people that need punching out. They got it coming. They need it. Except for that won't bring in my life what I want brought in my life. I got a vision for my life. I got a vision for where I want to be in three years from now. And me grabbing this guy and punching him out and being on the front page of the newspaper, pastor punches this guy out. I won't be in three years where I want to be if I do that. I need to punch this guy. He needs to get punched. Except for I won't be in three years where I want to be if I do that. Uh, Is this making sense, guys? We're thinking wrong. You got to wash your mind with the Word. The Word doesn't wash your body. The Word doesn't wash your spirit. It washes your mind daily, every minute, all the time. We are renewing our mind. Colossians says we put off this and we put on this. Romans says we don't act after our old nature, 
we act after our new nature. The best decision, no question about it, the best decision you ever made is when you repented of your sins, you asked God to forgive you, and you accepted Jesus as Lord of your life. You were born again. You're perfect. You're complete. You've got the Spirit of God living on the inside of you, and it's the best decision, the greatest decision you've ever made in your whole life. Now, one day, the sweet by and by, in the twinkling of an eye, this body will be made new. Not decaying, not corrupting, it will be made new. But right now, on this earth, daily, you have to renew your mind. Daily, you've got to put off the wrong thoughts. And daily, you have to put on the new thoughts. We've got to stop making decisions out of wrong programming. And we've got to start making decisions out of right programming. And the Bible calls us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Y'all stand. Lord God, we thank you for your provisions for us. Lord, tonight we get a hold of the Word, its authority in our life, and Lord, daily we turn off our old programming. Daily we stop taking our thoughts and our words from our old programming, and daily we take our thoughts and our words and our actions from the new programming that's on the inside of us. Directing God us as our life is lived pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You have been listening to the CMC Podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.